Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hive, the Haven, uh, southeast England, in Kent, <clears throat> right near the English Channel. We can see it from our window. And we hope all of you are happy, safe, well, tolerating the inconveniences of a world in chaos and upside down. Um, I've been completely absorbed in uh, doing the, the proof hearing of the audio, Chaitanya Charitamrita. We're getting an education as to what it takes. Uh, of course, I've been editing books for a long time, so I know what it takes. It took us five years to edit this Bhagavatamrita that we're reading now, so it's quite a big deal to edit, to edit the sound and make it proper, and correct all the mistakes and everything. <clears throat> so that it's the it's the crunch time. It's coming to the time when Rasika Shirmani is going to have to go back to Houston and apply for his longer term visa. And we have to get a lot of work done between now and then, the twenty ninth. So I haven't been doing much of anything else in case I'm not as connected to you as I uh, normally am in terms of emails or Skypes or WhatsApps or whatever. <clears throat> but here we are, together, to hear the Briyat Bhagavatamrita, the nectar of life. First we'll read the Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava, written by Srila Sanatana Goswami. And by the way, we're just proof hearing the, t the teachings of Lord Chaitanya to Sanatana Goswami, and it's so beautiful. You know, today we read a lot of the chapter <clears throat> in which Lord Chaitanya explained the Atmarama verse. Huge chapter, and unbelievable purports and philosophical uh, thoughts. Anyway, here we are. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahimastotra, the Srimad ba Bhagavatam Glories, written by Sanatana Goswami. Mm. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidwandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya. Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Marekabando Matsangin Man Madguru Mad Mahadana Manishtadagamad Bhagya 
Mad Ananda Namostute, my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kada hanamun chakadachin mam premna ritkandayospura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, finally, Gopakumar, even though in, in, in a sense he understands where he belongs, but he, has, he doesn't know about Goloka Vrindavan yet. He hasn't actually heard about Goloka Vrindavan. He knows about Madan Gopal, you know, and he knows what he does and he knows his form and he's been seeing parts of his consciousness or his personality in the different uh, deities and expansions he's seen in his travels. But now Narada Muni is enlightening him directly and explicitly about Goloka Vrindavan, preparing him for his last journey to, to home, back to Godhead. We're reading from text 101, and Narada Muni is speaking about Goloka Vrindavan to Gopakumar. But in truth, the Divine Lord of Goloka eternally adorns his own abode above the earth, upon the earth, enjoying his own unique pastimes. Commentary. After mentioning several other opinions about Krishna's appearance on earth, Narda now states his own. Text 102. No one in this house is an outsider. Uddhava is very dear to the residents of Braja, and you are from Braja yourself. Therefore, I can say something confidential. Commentary In the previous verse, Narada referred to the glories of the Lord of Goloka. And in the next verse, he begins elaborating on the supreme opulence the Lord displays there. In text 88, Narada mentioned this topic briefly when he said, Indeed, that world, I think, displays the complete essence of Lord Hari's most confidential godhood. Narada can speak freely in Uddhava's house because everyone present is fit to hear such topics. Everyone sitting there has the right of special love, the kind of special love. Everyone sitting there has the right kind of special love 
for the personality of Godhead. Text 103. In that Bhumi, the Lord's opulences have visibly achieved their final perfection, and so also in many various ways have His mercy, His beauty, the sweetness of all His excellent qualities, the splendor of His pastimes, and His, his subservience to His devotees. Text 104. The, past, the pastures of Nanda Maharaj, unique in their features, have become the land in which the Lord's highest opulence personally sports, the opulence whose mere sidelong glance creates all the glories of the material world and who serves as mistress of the household for the Lord of Vaikuntha. Commentary Narada now begins to explain in detail each feature of Krishna's glories in Gokula. In this verse and the next, Narada talks about Krishna's godly opulence. So attractive is the land of Raja, where the gopis, headed by Nanda, graze their cows, where the gopas, headed by Nanda, graze their cows, that the Supreme Goddess of Fortune, Mahalakshmi, has chosen is it as the place of her pastimes. I'll read this again, this sentence. Sorry. So attractive is the land of Raja, where the gopas headed by Nanda graze their cows, that the Supreme Goddess of Fortune, Mahalakshmi, has chosen it as the place of her pastimes. <clears throat> Even though her mere sidelong glance empowers the great controllers of the universe, beginning with Brahma and Rudra. The gentle charms of Raja attract her. And if Gokula's opulences enchant Mahalakshmi, who enchants everyone in the material world, then those opulences must be much greater than those of Brahma, Rudra, and all the demigods. Moreover, since the name Mahalakshmi, who comes to Braja on earth, is also the wife of the Lord of Vaikuntha, the opulences of Braja must be even greater than those of Vaikuntha. In Vaikuntha, Lakshmi has many responsibilities in the household of Lord Narayana, but in Braja, she is free to enjoy herself all the time. So the opulences of Lakshmi are most fully manifest in Braja. As Shukadeva Goswami describes in the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam 10.5.18 O Maharaj Parikshit, the home of Nanda Maharaj is eternally the abode of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and His transcendental qualities and is therefore always naturally endowed with the opulence of all wealth. Yet beginning from Lord Krishna's appearance there, it became the place for the pastimes of the Goddess of Fortune. Text 105 In the land of Raja, any tree 
with any of its parts can fulfill all the desires of anyone who asks. Yet the Lord does not always display His opulences in Raja because that might obstruct the enjoyment of His pastimes. Commentary As a simple example of how opulent is the land of Raja, even the trees there can satisfy all desires with a single fruit, a single flower, or any part of their bodies. In other words, a person who approaches those trees has his life's ambitions fulfilled. This is described in Srimad Bhagavatam 10.22.34 by the Personality of Godhead Himself. These trees fulfill one's desires with their leaves, flowers, and fruits, their shade, roots, bark, and wood, and also with their fragrance, sap, ashes, pulp, and shoots. If even the trees in Braja display such wonderful powers, how could the opulences of Braja be kept secret? And how then could Braja be a suitable place for the Supreme Lord to enjoy pastimes as an ordinary person? Braja is suitable because the Lord reveals those opulences only in select instances when they are useful for His purposes. If there is no special need for them, He keeps them hidden. Thus the opulences of Godhead are only occasionally seen in Braja. Though the Lord's charming pastimes as the darling of the cowherds are always visibly expanding. Text 106 Simply because Putana, the child-killing demoness, disguised herself as a respectable person, the Lord bestowed upon her the destination of being his mother. By similar pastimes, he also gave liberation to her family members, Agasura and others, even though they were enemies of the pious devotees. Commentary In these pastimes, Krishna demonstrates the extent of his kindness. Putana dressed herself very nicely so that Yashoda and the other ladies of Raja would accept her as one of them, a cultured Vaishnava. This was enough to satisfy Krishna, who even though Putana was a most wicked demon, arranged for her to achieve an auspicious destination equal to that of Madhya Yashoda. Uddhava therefore declared in Srimad Bhagavatam 3.2.23 Alas, how shall I take shelter of one more merciful than him who granted the position of mother to, to a she-demon, Putana, although she was unfaithful and she prepared deadly poison to be sucked from her breast. <clears throat> Not only Putana, but also many of her demon friends and relatives like Aga, 
Vaka and Kangsa were liberated simply by being drawn to Krishna's supremely charming childhood pastimes. As described by Lord Brahma in his prayers to Krishna, you have already arranged to give yourself to Putana and her family members in exchange for her disguising herself as a devotee. So what is left for you to give these devotees of Vrindavan, whose homes, wealth, friends, dear relations, bodies, children, and very lives and hearts are all dedicated only to you? Srimad Bhagavatam 10.14.35 Text 107 He allowed his belly to be tied to the base of a grinding mortar with ropes for tying cows. And to enliven the women of Braja, he danced, entertained them in other ways, and carried out their orders. Commentary In text 103, when Narada listed Krishna's excellences in Brajabhumi, he placed Krishna's subservient to his devotees last. But here, he takes the opportunity to elaborate on this topic out of sequence, since it closely bears on the topic of Krishna's mercy. When Mother Yashoda wanted to punish Krishna by tying him up, she joined all the ropes available, including the ones used for tying the cows at milking. But still, she could not make the rope long enough to bind her son. Thus, Madhya Shoda joined whatever ropes were available in the household, but still she failed in her attempt to bind Krishna. Madhya Shoda's friends, the elderly gopis in the neighborhood, were smiling and enjoying the fun. Similarly, Madhya Shoda, although laboring in that way, was also smiling. All of them were struck with wonder. Bhagavatam 10, 9, 17 Finally, Krishna agreed to let himself be tied to the same grinding mortar he had climbed on to steal butter. In Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 9, 18 and 19, Sri Shukadeva Goswami narrates, Because of Mother Yashoda's hard labor, her whole body became covered with perspiration and the flowers and comb were falling from her hair. When child Krishna saw his mother thus fatigued, he became merciful to her and agreed to be bound. O Maharaj Pariksit, this entire universe with its great exalted demigods like Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma and Lord Indra is under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yet the Supreme Lord has one special transcendental attribute. He comes under the control of His devotees. This was now exhibited by Krishna in His pastime. The ladies of Braja delighted in witnessing these pastimes and Krishna further encouraged their love for Him by performing antics for their pleasure and by submitting to their commands. This too is described by Shukadev Goswami. The gopis would say, If you dance, my dear Krishna, 
then I shall give you half a sweetmeat. By saying these words, or by clapping their hands, all the gopis encouraged Krishna in different ways. At such times, although he was the supremely powerful personality of Godhead, he would smile and dance according to their desire, as if he were a wooden doll in their hands. Sometimes he would sing. Sometimes he would sing very loudly at their bidding. In this way, Krishna came completely under the control of the gopis. Sometimes Mother Yashoda and her gopi friends would tell Krishna, bring this article or bring that article. Sometimes they would order him to bring a wooden, a wooden plank, wooden shoes, or a wooden me measuring pot. And Krishna, when thus ordered by the, by the mothers, would try to bring them. Sometimes, however, as if unable to raise these things, he would touch them and stand there, just to invite the pleasure of his relatives. He would strike his body with his arms to show what he, that he had sufficient strength. <laughs> to pure devotees throughout the world who could understand his activities, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna exhibited how much he can be subdued by his devotees, by his servants. In this way he increased the pleasure of the Brajabhasis by his childhood activities. Bhagavatam 10, 11, 7 through 9 By these pastimes, Lord Krishna sent a clear message to the jnanis who think they know him very well as the absolute truth. To achieve me through the process of knowledge is not at all easy. Only by bhakti am I readily obtained. Text 108. <clears throat> no one can describe the glories of his beauty, but still I shall speak about them as far as I am able. His beauty amazes even him. Seeing him, the cows, birds, <clears throat> bushes, creepers, and trees all became ecstatic. Commentary Beauty is next in the list of the Supreme Lord's opulences in Gokula. In texts 103 through 111, Narada speaks of that beauty. Because the beauty Krishna showed during his appearance in Vrindavan had never before been seen in this world, no one was able to explain it in terms of previous experience. Uddhava describes that astounding, that, that astounding beauty in the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, 3.2.12. Lord Krishna, in his eternal form, just suitable for his pastimes, appeared in the mortal world by his internal potency, Yogamaya. His pastimes were wonderful for everyone, even for those proud of their, their own opulence, including Krishna himself in his form as the Lord of Vaikuntha. Thus, Sri Krishna's transcendental body is the ornament of all ornaments. Upon seeing Krishna, 
the moving and non-moving creatures of Vrindavan, which showed the symptoms of prema, including the sattvika, ecstasies of horripilation, floods of tears, and so on. As the young gopis told Krishna at the beginning of their rasalila, Dear Krishna, what woman in all the three worlds wouldn't deviate from religious behavior when bewildered by the sweet, drawn-out melody of your flute? Your beauty makes all the three worlds auspicious. Indeed, even the cows, birds, trees, and deer manifest the ecstatic symptoms of bodily hair standing on end when they see your beautiful form. Bhagavatam 10, 29-40 Text 109 My dear boy, in beauty, character, virtues and behavior, the women of Braja excelled, excelled even the supreme goddess of fortune. All women of respectable families worshipped their feet. Yet even so, Krishna's beauty robbed the women of Braja of their sobriety. Hmm. Commentary To inspire Gopakumar to listen carefully to this important narration, Nardi here uses the affectionate word Tata, my dear boy. Krishna's beauty shook the gopis' determination to uphold their religious principles but not because the gopis were simply women who by nature are supposedly unsteady. The gopis of Braja were reputable, cultured ladies in, the, in a respectable society, so they were not inclined to careless behavior. They were equal to Lakshmi, the best of women, and even better. They were more beautiful and more sublime in their gravity and shyness. They were more capable of making proper decisions, maintaining firm determination, and expertly dealing with all kinds of situations. And they were more competent in the various activities of worshipping their beloved. Narda therefore uses the interjection, hanta, indeed, to express his surprise and delight. <clears throat> Text 110 Seeing his beauty, people would curse Rama, the creator of eyelids, and praise Indra, who has a thousand eyes, and hanker for all their senses to become eyes. What extraordinary states would anyone not attain upon seeing his beauty? Commentary Sri Gopal Dev's beauty not only stole the sobriety of the gopis, his dearmost girlfriends, but also drove other people to extraordinary states of consciousness. The Brajabhasis cursed Brahma for creating lids on their eyelids, on their eyes, that made it more difficult to see Krishna constantly. And even though Indra had committed many offenses against Krishna and was deformed because of Gautama Rishi's curse, the Brajabhasis glorified him, for they admired his having a thousand eyes on his body. 
eyes with which he could sit, enjoy seeing Krishna that much more. The Brajabhasis prayed that all their own senses change into eyes so that with those eyes they could see Krishna even more and no competing senses would distract their eyes from the sight of Krishna's beauty. Text 111 How can I describe the greatness of the land of Braja where the personality of Godhead displayed his own beautiful form? He may possess the same transcendental nature everywhere, but even in his company, the devotees in other places don't feel the same ecstasy. Commentary The beauty Sri Krishna displays in Brajabhumi is never seen anywhere else. No matter where he goes, his transcendental nature is changeless, and he is always the same person, but devotees in other places, like Vaikuntha and Dwarka, do not taste from seeing him and being with him the same exquisite feelings of love as the Brajabhasis. Thus we should understand that the Personality of Godhead reveals selected aspects of His special greatness in particular times and places. And Brajabhumi is supremely glorious. For one reason or another, Krishna chooses in some instances to show His eternal glories and in others to allow His personal energies to conceal them. Narada's sentiment to this effect was closely paralleled by the words Gopakumar had early, earlier heard on Janaloka from, from Pipalaya and Arishi. Hmm. The Supreme Lord by nature, the bestower of ecstasy, creates such unlikely situations to delight his devotees by showing them the greatness of devotional service. Rihat Bhagavatamrita 2.2.100 Narada had, has now concluded his description of Krishna's special beauty in Vrindavan. Text 112 Whatever age he appears to be, he always maintains the special charm of childhood. He accepts service from the pastimes of mature youth and he also partakes of the attractiveness of adolescence. <clears throat> and at every moment, his personal qualities appear newer and newer. Commentary Since youth is a cause of beauty. Narada now takes the liberty to discuss the variety of ages in which Krishna performs his pastimes. No matter how old Krishna may be, he always has the special qualities of childhood, extreme gentleness, naughty behavior, absence of facial hair, and so on. Still, Krishna is always clever and skilled like a mature young adult, and that he always displays the qualities of a 15-year-old adolescent. With such an extraordinary combination of attractive features from all stages of young life, Krishna enchants his devotees more and more 
at every moment. Thus, attraction to Krishna never becomes stale, and those who see him are never satisfied. Although Nardi here mentions mature youth, Yovana, Krishna doesn't appear in that age until after he leaves Braja. In Braja, Krishna appears in three ages, Komara, from birth till the end of the fifth year, Poganda, after five years, up to the end of the tenth, and Kaishora, after ten years, until the end of the fifteenth. In both of the two, two earlier ages, he performs pastimes more appropriate to the later, Kaishora age, and then, after killing the demon Keshi, he actually enters that age. For this reason, and because Narada is particularly attracted to Krishna at the Kaishura age, Narada especially describes it. Text 113 What no one before had ever done, what he himself had never done, under any pretext or in any circumstance, and what till then had been impossible for anyone, all this he did in Braja during his all-attractive childhood pastimes. Commentary Of the topics listed in text 103, two remain to be discussed. Ashesha Mahatma Madhuri, the sweetness of all his excellent qualities, and Vilasa Lakshmi, the splendor of his pastimes. Following the principle of Madhurena Samapayat, one should end on a sweet note. Srila Sanatan prefers to save his description of the Ashesha Mahatva Madhuri for last. Thus he now enters the topic of Vilasa Lakshmi. No person of the material world, not even Lord Brahma, Rudra or any demigod, has ever done anything similar to the wonderful deeds Krishna performed in Vrindavan. Not even the Supreme Lord's other incarnations, including Sri Nishingadev and Sri Ramachandra, have pastimes that can compare to Krishna's in Vaikuntha. To Krishna's. In Vaikuntha, the Supreme Lord has never enacted these pastimes or even tried to make a show of imitating them. Before the Lord unveiled in Vrindavan his all-attractive childhood activities, he never so easily killed demons and distributed his pure devotional service. Text 114 All all those pastimes are an ocean of nectar, and though my tongue is always eager to relish their sweetness. It is terrified in drowning in them. A person should never proceed with something impossible. Commentary Here, Narda shifts the blame for his rash eagerness to his uncontrollable tongue. But in fact, the greed to relish the rasa of Krishna's Vrindavan Leela is his own. Narda may think that his tongue is fearful of saying too much. 
either because it is incapable of speaking properly or because it is embarrassed to speak in front of others. Either way, in fact, it would be perfectly proper for his tongue to drown in the nectar ocean of Krishna's pastimes. Narada's speech is but poetic irony. His tongue is not at all ashamed of what it is about to do. Text 115 Whose heart would not be stolen when he has drunk even once through his ear holes the nectar of all those pastimes? My tongue therefore wants to proceed and its restlessness no longer lets me maintain my shyness. Text 116 At the age of three months, Krishna lay under a large cart and broke it with his tender foot, and then he cried for breast milk. On two occasions, he showed his mother the whole universe within his mouth. Commentary In text 116-137, through 137, Narada summarizes many of the pastimes of Krishna described in the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Anyone who wants more details about these pastimes can consult that greatest of scriptures. The first major pastime, the deliverance of Putana, Narada has already mentioned while glorifying Krishna's merciful nature. The summary begins, therefore, with the breaking of the cart. The cart that infant Krishna was lying under was a large one, as indicated by the word stulam. As Shukadev Goswami describes, it was so big that several strong cowherd men were needed to lift it up again after Krishna had knocked it down. The strong, stout, cowherd men assembled the pots and paraphernalia on the handcart and set it up as before. Bhagavatam 10, 7, 12 After his miraculous deed of knocking down the cart, Krishna cried for his mother to come and feed him her milk. It is amazing to contemplate that a person with such unequal power can also cry for his mother's breast milk. And from another point of view, it is amazing also that Krishna dared ask his mother for milk after destroying the cart that was virtually the most valuable possession of the household. Maybe Krishna twice showed Madhya Shoda the universe within his mouth, once while drinking from her breast, and again after she accused him of eating dirt. How much more amazing <clears throat> how much more amazing it is then that a person who can perform such miracles can also cry for his mother's milk. Although after killing or after although after the killing of the Trinavarta demon Madhya Yashoda had visions of the universal form within Krishna's mouth on two different occasions. They are mentioned together in this verse to highlight how wonderful it is that this powerful Krishna was crying helplessly for milk. Krishna's Gokula Vrindavan pastimes are supremely splendid and charming because they combine the ultimate display of God's power with the ultimate display 
of his sweetness. Hare Krishna. Jai Vrindavan Lila Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. So we'll stop here. It's almost 8 o'clock. 7.59 and some seconds. Later in the next verses coming up, Narada will get more detail about the pastimes of Krishna, the sweetest things that exist. Hare Krishna. Rajimanjari said Jagramaj, daily victorious. <clears throat> Hare Krishna, Braja, thanks for the uh, message about the uh-huh. Sankirtan party that you took out. Uh, Rajimanjari. Rati Manjari. Yeah, oh, because I think you said Raja Loka. No, Rati oh, Manjari. Okay. Um, Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Much appreciation, Haribo. You will reach your goal, and countless devotees are blessed by your hard work and above all. Shula Prabhupada is so pleased with your selfless service. Hare Krishna, thank you. May it be so by the mercy of the Vaishnava's blessings because that's the only way it's going to happen <laughs> from Radha Madan Mohan from Radha Mohan Radha Mohan mm-hmm. Hare Krishna Jai Maharaj Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and your daily readings Maharaj. This is from Ben. Jai Bhakti Ben, Hari Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Yesterday you mentioned that Vaka Krishna was an expansion of the original Krishna who remains in Vrindavan out of sight. I wondered if Vaka Vaka Krishna has memories of growing up in Vrindavan or if he has separate more opulent childhood pastimes in Vaka. Correct me if I am wrong but I seem to remember that Krishna only manifests his Vrindavan pastimes once per day of Brahma and Vaka Krishna appears more regularly. I wonder if he has different childhood pastimes in different appearances. No. Krishna only appears in on the earth once in a day of Brahma, both in his uh, Vrindavan pastimes and in his Mathura and Dwarka pastimes. He doesn't appear more times in Dwarka. That's not true. The difference is in the Prakat and Aprakat Leelas. In the Aprakat Leela, Aprakat means unmanifested. They are the pastimes that are not manifest to the eyes of persons in the material world. And they're going on eternally, both in Goloka Vrindavan and in the Vrindavan on earth. But they're unmanifest. You can't see them. They can only be seen when, he, when, he, when his Prakat pastimes appear on the earth. But when his Prakat pastimes appears on the earth, he appears to be the same person, which he is. Yes, Krishna does. We'll, we'll hear. We've already heard already in the end of the first part how Krishna was remembering his pastimes in Braja. 
Now, Krishna is always aware of his pastimes in Braja. We just heard when Krishna, when Gopakumar came to Dwarka, he saw Krishna's form as Marangopal. And he saw Dwarka Krishna's uh, associates as cowherd boys. So he showed that to Gopakumar because that's who Gopakumar is. He showed that to please him. That means that that pastime is there within him also. But he doesn't show it. And that's the difference. His Vasudeva expansion in Dwarka is the same person. And he remembers everything. But he doesn't show it. Therefore, when the when the Dwarkavasis, the Kurus and Dwarkavasis and everyone, Yadus, came to uh, Kurukshetra for the solar eclipse, and Nanda Maharaj, and you showed in all the Vrindavanvasis uh, came there also. And uh, they all saw Krishna. This is Prakat Leela. And Krishna tried to convince Radharani to come back with him to Dwarka so they could have their pastimes uninterrupted. She said, no, you have to come to Vrindavan. So Krishna never steps out of Vrindavan. But at the same time, in his Prakat Leela, it appears like he does. But when he goes out of Vrindavan, in his Bhomalila pastimes, then he stays there. When Akrura takes him back to Mathura, or takes him to Mathura, yeah, back to Mathura because he appeared there. Uh, uh, they stopped that Akrura got Yamuna, and Akrura took bath there, and he saw Krishna as Narayana, and he saw Balaram as Sheshanag and they were on the water like that. And then he became confused. So he walked back up to where Krishna and Balaram were in the chariot. And there they were in the chariot. And then he went back down and saw them again there. And then they came back up and Krishna said, did you see something wonderful in the water or in the sky? And they showed him the spiritual world so but he stayed there in his and from that point on his expansion went to Mathura and this is all going on at the same time so you can't judge or understand Krishna's pastimes by the same mechanical physics that govern the material world. Krishna is beyond the laws of nature. He never, even though he acts like he is partially, but he never touches the material energy and he is never under the influence of time or space. Hare Krishna. This is from Vraj Haribo Vraj.
Hare Krishna Maharaj, please Haribo. accept my humble obeisances, O glories to Srila Prabhupada. These topics are very difficult to understand beyond the theoretical level because we are so used to the hellish material world. Hmm. How can we understand these topics through our dull material senses? By hearing again and again and again and by never stopping chanting Hare Krishna or hearing them gradually they'll be revealed to you and by serving Krishna by serving Srila Prabhupada and his Lord Chaitanya's movement Hare Krishna from Anandam Oh, glory to Srila Prabhupada. Today I'm listening to your reading with Kareva Devidasi. It was nectar. So nice to know about Krishna's glories. Well, thank you for being there. Hare Krishna. Ben Show, sorry for my ignorance. Skip too many days of school here. Thanks for the illumination, though. Hare Krishna. Anyway, thank you very much for the questions. They were fantastic. And this is how it happens. If you continually hear and chant uh, over a long period of time, Krishna's pastimes, they have the potency to reveal themselves to you because they can purify your heart. At the same time, they have the potency to reveal everything to you about Krishna and about his eternal pastimes and about his eternal abode. So, Hare Krishna... Sri Brihad Bhagavatamrita ki jai. Samabeda Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. The creme de la creme de la creme. Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Hare Krishna.